You're about to listen to the words and teachings of Pastor Shola Oshimakide of the household of David. Be blessed. We worship you. While praying about this meeting, I saw two things in my spirits. I don't know. I heard the word tyrod somewhere around the throat, the chest, or whatever. The only name I heard is thyroid, thyroid gland, or whatever thyroid. Whoever has that condition, there's a problem with that area, that part of your body. The healing power of God is on you right now. Amen. He reveals that which He has already done. In the precious name of Jesus, I speak forth your healing. You are healed in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. We worship you, we give you praise. Someone is watching us right now. You are depressed. You can't even understand the reason for the depression. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. He has anointed me to give them garment of praise instead of spirit of heaviness. For that person watching, and probably there is someone else who has the same condition, I speak to that demon of depression. In the name of Jesus, let that dark cloud hanging over your head. I command the cloud to disappear right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Receive the garment of praise. Instead of spirit of heaviness, in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, Father, we thank you. Wave your hands and give him praise. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. In a minute, can we all just thank him for the just concluded mercy conference? For all the miracles. For the world. The word that was shared. All those messages that came. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. We give you praise. We return all the glory to you. Blessed be your name. We give you praise. Father, we declare that we love you. We declare our everlasting love. Thank you so much for all the blessings, for all the revelations, for your mighty touch, for all the songs. We give you praise, we worship you. You are good and your mercy endures forever. Glory to your name, Father. We bless you. Raise your voice and thank him. Somebody thank him. Do that for a minute. Say those words, mean those words that you are saying from the depth of your heart. Giving thanks, giving thanks, giving thanks. It was a mighty visitation. We give you praise. We worship you. Blessed be your name. Oh, thank you, Father. Blessed be your name. Glory to your name. In the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you for this morning. We ask in the name of Jesus, by the power of your spirit, that you open our eyes again. You don't only teach us, but you impart knowledge. 
I pray for the touch of the Spirit. In the precious name of Jesus Christ. Can somebody give him praise this morning? Did you have a very wonderful time at the Mercy Conference? Give God praise in the house. Every praise to our God. Every can you just wave to your just welcome somebody by your side, left and right. Let them know you are so happy to see them. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Are you so happy to be in church this morning? I want to share something with us this morning. It is good to understand the operations or the workings of the Spirit of God. And one of the things that you should know is this, and that's what I want to speak about briefly. It's a side of God's word that you might not be very comfortable with. And the fact that when God speaks, before the word brings a blessing, it brings something else. The word of God does not only bring power, it also brings Satan. <laughs> Hallelujah. That is why I said that it's an aspect of the word. I, the word. So there is always something between when the word of God is sent to you. A promise, a prophecy, a word to you. Before the word gets fulfilled, something usually happens in between. So before the word attracts a blessing, it attracts Satan first. Satan goes for the word. Ah. When Jesus gave the parable of the sower, he said when trials and persecution arise for the sake of the word. That means the word attracts trials and persecution before it attracts or before it bats the miracle. And I'm saying this because of the words that you received during the conference. Are you getting what I'm saying? There was only one thing. I, <laughs> I, I was... When the conference ended, I was in Abilkuta briefly to see my parents. And as I was about to stay in a particular guest house, then I discovered that I just called upon Sema that I think you are ministering in Abilkuta. That was two days after our conference. I said, yes. I said, where are you staying? And it happened to be the same hotel. I said, okay, are you preaching? So I said, yeah. I said, I will see you when you are through with your message later in the night. And we're talking around 11 in the night. And he said, so I showed him this scripture. And he said, wow, I never saw it that way. He was talking about the fact that he gave prophecy to a couple one time. And as soon as the word went to them, their problem started. <laughs> Pastor, the way he told someone that God will bless you one day. That God is going to elevate you. And the following week he was sacked. I want to show you. Are you getting what I'm saying? So it began. You, you <laughs> but one thing is certain. God's word cannot fail. Are you getting what I'm saying? There was no storm. Until Jesus said. Let us cross out to the other side. He already. Planned that they will make it to the other side. But before they got there, storm started. When Jesus never said, let's go to the other side, there was no storm. This is what you are going to find in Genesis. The serpent only asked Eve one thing. He wasn't concerned about Adam's dressing or no dressing. He wasn't concerned about their food. He wasn't concerned about their appearance. 
as soon as God said to Adam, you must not eat of this tree, serpent came and he said, as God said. We don't know how long Adam was in the garden before Eve was created. The Bible didn't tell us how. We only know that he died at 937. That was when he died. 930 or 937. Genesis chapter 5. That was when he died. But the Bible didn't tell us when his age started counting. So he was in the garden for a while as a matured man. We don't know for how long until Eve was brought into his life. But until Eve came, there was no one conversation between Satan and Adam. He said nothing. The day he was going to talk, he said, as God said, when God made the declaration that you can eat of all these trees, but don't eat this one, Satan said, yeah, I have something to work with now. I want to tell you something. Second can tell when God has spoken to you. Because anywhere the word of a king is, there is power. What happens when God gives you a word? The angelic activities will multiply in your life. When Satan looks through his binoculars all over the world and he sees angelic activity over a church, over a people, he puts his attention there. He knows that God has said something to these people. He might not hear exactly what God has said to you because he's not omnipresent. He's not present at every, everywhere at every time. But he can guess that something, there is a transaction between you and heaven by the amount of angels. When God gives you a word, in the realm of the spirits, like the ladder that Jacob saw, angels are ascending and descending from time to time when there's a special promise over your life the number of angels and the, and the number of their activities over your life will multiply at that season that's why life is in season you don't have equal number of angels working with you at all times sometimes they are more sometimes they are not as much as other times so when he notices that there are activities of angels around you it gives him a suggestion that there is a word you have received from god and it's coming for just one thing, that same word. It's all the game here. Hallelujah. So before you expect the word to produce miracle, expect the word to produce haste and first. He's gonna come and try to fight. I... <laughs> Hallelujah. I'll give an example second side, but I'll give one of this service. Let's read First King 18. That's what the Bible says in Hebrews 2 that we need to give energy to the things we have heard, lest at any time we drift away. Why? The things we have heard is not automatic. A fight must happen first. So Paul said something very instructive. Give me first Timothy one thing. Why did he say this? Now, when believers, there are things that when you know, you have peace. When you don't know that, you might begin to doubt God. You have to understand how God works. You also have to understand how Satan works. Now, you are not supposed to study Satan. You're only supposed to study within the scope of God's word. The Bible says a few things about Satan. When you know those things, blessed are thou. This charge I commit unto you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies, Previously made concerning you. Everybody said the last thing together. You would expect that a prophecy to Timothy should mean Timothy that shall become a great man and it shall happen like that. But Paul brought another perspective to it. That we don't only receive prophecy and wait for it to manifest. We fight with prophecy. Why? There will be something that will oppose the prophecy. He says so Timothy prophecies have gone ahead of you son don't sit down 
you walk with those prophecies. Are you getting what I'm saying? You see, when you go to God in prayer, Lord, I need a job. Lord, I need a wife. Lord, I need this one. The first thing God does is to give you a word. He does everything by his word. That word is a seed. Once that word settles inside you, the word will attract Satan. He's coming to try to uproot that word. The day God tells you about the Father, you might never be sick again for the rest of your life. You might be surprised that shortly after that, a symptom will come, but you are not sick. What did Lucifer, what did devil say? As God said, you will never be sick. What about this one happening in your body? He's going to make some other reports to come. Now, what the Bible, what Paul was saying to Timothy, hold on to what God has said. It will be your pointer. It will be your sword. It will be your shield. Against anything the devil brings, you are going to break through. And when you cross to the other side, you are a champion forever over that aspect of life. Did you get what I've just said now? Hallelujah. When the meeting has ended like this, you need to go back to every message and find out what exactly did God say to you during conference. God said a lot to many people during the conference. That's what the Bible said. We need to give the more energy. How do we do that? We listen repeatedly. Bible said, let's at any time we drift away from it. Yes. Look at this very funny example. That's why I said that you have to be familiar with God's operation. First Kings 18. I want us to read something. The first Kings 18. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We will never live in fear no matter what. And we will never doubt God no matter what. It came to pass after many days that the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year saying, Go, present yourself to Ahab. I will send the rain on the earth. You should expect that by the next verse, rain should start falling. But look at the next next verse. So Elijah went to present himself to Ahab. (laughs) There was what? What did God say? He said, Go. And show yourself to Ahab. You would have thought that as soon as he appeared to Ahab like this, they should just start falling. But the guy got to Ahab and he showed himself. He obeyed God. He got to the front of Ahab. Instead of rain, what did he see? The Bible did not even say just famine. <laughs> Hallelujah. Um, in one of the uh, in the book of Acts, one of the chapters, God said to Paul that. Nobody will arm you in this city. I have more triple in this city. And before 24 hours, riots started in the same city to get poor. Satan understands the power of God's word. That when that word meets a man, yours is to provide a fertile ground for the world to grow. Once it grows unhindered, it becomes a tree that you chop from forever and ever. One word on prosperity, one word from God about prosperity can last through the next 40 years of your life that you are never broke again. The enemy knows the power and the value of God's word. He only gave a promise to somebody one that you will not be sick again. The person, their third generation, nobody has had a dick. Say that understand the value. So anywhere he sees that word, he comes to take it away from you because it can be taken away. If you allow it. The way everything went, that conference, I thought great things would happen to me. This is the following week. No. 
it's not great things first. It's a fight of faith first. To hold on to those promises against every opposition. After a while, it might be less than a week, less than two, less than a month. The opposition will give way. Now that word has come to abide with you. It will never leave you again. There might be other challenges later, but not in that area again. You have crossed that threshold and it's back. It's behind you forever. And the gifts and the callings of God are irrevocable. It's not going to take it back from you. Can you get what I've just said now? But before the word backs the miracle, there is a fight first. Because the word will attract the enemy. Did you get what I've just said? Yes, sir. It feels the word of God is so precious that when he sees it with anybody, it's coming for you. Now, the word of God can come in different forms. A minister can speak and you know straight away. See, you can have your seat. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you, everybody. We are a people of prophecy. We are spirits. We are spirit beings. How exactly do we know that among many things being said, this one is for me? I have said it before and I'm going to tell you this. God is not a parrot. God doesn't talk much. One of the ways in which you can hear God is to ask questions. There are certain things about your life that God will never talk to you about until you start talking to him about it. Many people don't know that it is man that starts the equation. The Bible says, draw nigh unto God and he will draw nigh unto you. Who is drawing first? You. If you don't begin to ask God certain questions about your life, revelation might not come. And some aspect, if it's about some deep things about your life, you have to ask for a long time. There are some revelations, especially when it comes to a total, a total, a complete shift of a family. It's not a one-time prayer that you just pray. If people in the family, they've been at a level, and it is obvious that nobody's experiencing tremendous progress in the family. It's not a prayer of one day. Sometimes you might find yourself a period of 30 days every day. You, it might be for 30 minutes, it might be for 20 minutes, but repeatedly you are bombarding evil, seeking an inquiry into your life and into your family. Then God reveals something to you that when you get it, it changes you and everybody coming after you forever. When you have started praying and you are seriously praying, your spirit rises it will recognize among every voice speaking the one that is speaking to you one thousand of you can be listening to a message something comes from that message that your spirit picks beyond every shadow of doubt you know that this is you the same way you open the bible it's not ordinary reading you cannot explain it but you know that god has just spoken to you it's a spiritual transaction. It's a love conversion. When you ask somebody in America to send you money, send you dollars. When you ask God to send you something, he sends you revelation, a word. And it can be directly from the scripture, or somebody can be preaching and say something, or somebody can be counseling and say something to you. Now, this is the tricky aspect. In few cases, or in some cases, it can even be something that is not exactly very spiritual. 
but you are sure that this is what God is saying I should do. Somebody might have been praying that where do I start my business? You might just find yourself somewhere one day in a conversation and some friends are talking about the fact that we are going to Abel Kuta. That Abel Kuta won't just leave your spirit. This is not a mind or a brain thing. You are going home and that thing sticks to your spirit that the next opening in Nigeria is going to be in Abel Kuta. People have bought landed properties and things like this by this inward because uh, believers must know audible voice less than 10% or 5% of Christians will ever hear God audibly. You should know that by now. Majority of Christians will not see vision or trance. Some will see very little. If you at all hear God audibly, it might be just one or two times your entire life. They are not experiences that you see every day. Except you are a prophet. And even at the prophetic level, you get to hear about people you are ministering to many times, not about your personal life. Did you hear what I've just said now? So what is the most uh, common way through which God leads his people? It's just inward witness. Now, one method is not superior to another. Whether God says something to you, you just know in your spirit that this is what God is saying. That is how many of you will know your spouse. And you just know when you meet the person, this is the person. It's your, your spirit tells you that this is the person. You just know. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Somebody asked me one time that, so when you see someone in a dream that's your husband or your wife, and the person begins to misbehave, what do you do? I said, forget about the dream. You are not bound to a dream. Did you get what I've just said now? We will get there one of these days. Can God show you something and then, yes, it's possible because the other person's uh, consent is also needed and God doesn't force anything on anybody hope you know that yeah if God shows you that that is your wife and she says no to you there's nothing you can do you can go and grab her and say God said and tell her father and her mother all of you you will die in three days if you don't obey God he said your daughter is my wife so I'm marrying her whether I like it or not they might take you to Kirikiri. <laughs> it's, it's not done that way. Truly God can tell you and the person can say no. Because when it comes to the will of man, God does not override man's will. Hope you understand. If you allow Lucifer to make his choice, he does not override man's will. The Holy Spirit can tell me now that to go to Iraq. If I say I'm not going, I'm not going. He's not going to carry me and force me to Iraq. It might make situations terrible for me now so that I can change my mind. But I am the one that will eventually choose to go to Afghanistan or not. If I don't go to embassy, if I, to go and get their, uh, their visa, if I don't go to the airport, there's nothing God can do. Plane will not arrive on a Sunday morning as we are having service and carry me from you and take me to Iraq. God doesn't work that way. Did you get what I've just said now? Yes, sir. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But when I face him face to face, then I will answer why I have refused to obey what he has told me to do. Or anything I do from that moment in Nigeria heaven will never reckon with it again because my time might have been up here he has not said i should go to Afghanistan. i'm just saying <laughs> but if he tells me to go i'm ready to go a servant of god should be ready to go anywhere god sends you hallelujah amen <laughs> did you hear what i've just said now praise the lord when you pray god gives you a word 
the more you pray, the more you're able to recognize where the word is coming from. You might be in your room listening to a message, watching TV, and you just know. It can be in a conversation, two friends talking, and you just know. You might be planning to go to Canada, or go to UK, or go somewhere, and there's a conversation in your family. All you are hearing in that question that don't go. You just know. You know it so much that anytime you try to apply, guilt catches you. Because somehow it has been communicated to you, divine purpose, that for you, that is not your way. But the preceding thing to that is that you have to be a man of prayer. You have to be praying about a specific thing. This is why uh, setting forth days to pray, they are very necessary. Not just one day. There are some matters that when you begin to pray, but it looks as if nothing is happening. There is no prayer you pray as a New Testament Christian that God does not hear. But he might not respond day one. At times he can respond. Your spirit might not catch it day one. As you keep praying, your spirit is being fine-tuned until you reach the frequency where you know exactly what God is saying. It does not mean that God is just talking that way. It means that you have come to a day where you have been able to pick that signal eventually. Do you get what I've just said now? Everybody listening to me and those who are watching, God has said things about you. Until you start praying, you will never understand what he has said. You will never get into it until you start praying seriously. Rebecca had two nations in her womb and they were fighting. And the Bible says she went to inquire of the Lord. And the Lord told her, you are not just carrying babies, you are carrying two nations. I have discovered that people who still carry nations, the same thing happened to them. Sometimes when there is a disturbance, when there is a problem in one aspect of your life, at times, God is not disturbing you, but he needs you to understand that you are not an ordinary person. What is about your life is so serious. If Anna was just giving Samuel, she wouldn't offer him up. And Samuel wouldn't become a priest. So she must be made barren for a while. Until she prayed and prayed and prayed and made that heaven's transaction. I want to end this way. Let me say this to everybody. God does not believe in casual relationship. When you are the level of you just pray for five minutes, ten minutes, today you pray, tomorrow you pray. Until you get to a level where what goes on between you and God is very deep. The old essence of the covenant between God and Abraham. God does not believe in casual relationship. When God wants to commit something expensive, something precious into your life, he will make certain demands of you. And you will be able to meet that demand. He will make sure that you cross the realm of casual friendship, casual relationship. To when I, I can use the word permit to use the word covenants. Until there is a depth between you and God that you can't even tell some other people. At that level, God feels that, okay, I feel safe now to begin to trust and commit things into your hand. It is true. Hallelujah. One man said one day, I'm not saying you should say that. I'm not saying you are bound. Brother. He found himself praying. Something happened. He disobeyed God. God told him to do something. And he knelt down and he was fasting. And he told God that if you ever tell me to do something and I don't do it again, take me home that day. 
let me just go out and let something let the, that be they say the last next time i disobey let it be my last day on earth as soon as he said that statement he had a trance what he had been praying for for years as if god said i have got into a corner now where i know that you are since you are serious enough i can begin to show you things now he cannot manifest himself beyond certain level to people who are the outer courts and many christians are like that you yourself will not allow certain people into your bedroom he cannot allow some people to cross beyond there are people when they come to you they stay in the compound you come out to meet them there are those who come to your city room but they cannot access your room there are those who come and then they can go to your room am i right yeah at least you are one or two people that they can go to anywhere in your house but you have several other people that they can i mean they can't you might have known them for years even though you've been their friend but they cannot come to your bedroom when they come they start the city room and there is a group also when they come they stay outside you go and meet them outside and give them what they want and they go then i saw you don't even allow them to accompany at all you open the gate and bring, bring out your head hello how are you what do you want and then that's all am i right yes, we have this relation this is what when you understand physical things it's very important very easy to understand spiritual things the same way what does he wait for to begin to unveil himself like never before to a man we get there but not today that level that level where god feels as if he holds you that was level samuel got that bible says his work cannot fall to the ground again that means whatsoever samuel said god will honor it by by force even if he says something wrong god will honor it and then god will come and scold him later they are going to a level where god felt he was owing this guy something and there are people on earth now that god feels he holds them they can't call him and for him not to answer and when he took calls on them to do something they have no choice but to do it it's a transaction it's a mutual contract hallelujah hallelujah it's all blessed this morning i want to stop here wave your hands on your seat just give god praise did you get what i've just shared with you now i just thought that after the conference it's important so go to hebrews 2 and i want to read it again and conclude we need to give honesty to the things that we have heard less at any time no matter how mighty the revelation is no matter how powerful the vision is they can slip away or we can slip away from them if we don't give NSE to them if god says something to you write it down and go back to it repeatedly it will guide you because the first thing that will happen is a life we want to go the opposite of what god has said to you but when you hold on to what he has said second service i will start as soon as god spoke to abraham in the whole of genesis 15 about circumcision he had an encounter we got face to face encounter about circumcision in chapter 15 in chapter 16 a guy sarah just came and said that why don't you sleep with this one and we have a child immediately after god said because sometimes the way satan will come is not direct he will use somebody and then he will cheat you out of what god has said to you it is true did you get what i've just said now hallelujah if you were at the conference please get the messages again now you have this all week play them every day play at least one per day and listen over and over again if you are playing it be praying in tongues as you are listening to the message 
a rema will come to you. It's like the case of petrol and fire. When you want to listen to a message and you want it to burn, it's not that you are listening to a message and you are watching match. I watch, at times I'm watching premiership and playing a message, but I know when I want to get something serious from a message, I switch off everything. Just like I try to pray every now and then. So I can be walking and be praying. I'll be talking to somebody. Uh, just praying. Say, Hello, how are you? And I, when I leave you, I'm still praying. But when I want to get into serious aspect of prayer, I don't want to see anybody. You understand what I'm saying? So there can be a prayer you pray and then you still talk, you communicate, you still check your phone. But there are other times you want to pray that you lay aside everything. That is when you are serious enough to want to hear something. This is what I brought to us today. Go back and listen and pray as you listen. Something is going to come from it. You will now understand that God has said something about you in particular. Maybe because of the crowd and because you did not really pick it during the conference, you are going to pick it now. Let's rise. Is someone blessed this morning? Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. We give you praise. We worship you. We honor you. We worship you. Pastor, but you mentioned that and he had told me the story before personally. It was coming to a spirit. Start island service. Pastor, but it was the first person that started a church on the mainland having a branch on the island and you cross to go and preach here and come back. Now, almost all churches have a center on the island. They have one on the mainland. So, Pastor, but I started it in Nigeria. When the thing was coming to a spirit, now what I'm what I'm sharing right now, I'm sharing it because many of you in this month of April, you are going to give back to something new. There is only one way, or one of the ways to when it comes to catching attention and standing out among your peers. You are a business person, you are a contractor, you are a consultant, you build website, you do this, whatever you do. The only way for people to notice you and run after you, you either do what nobody has done for something unique, or you do what others are doing in a unique way. Did you get that? Yes, sir. If on your way home today, if you see a man that is seven feet tall, you will not forget. Because you don't commonly see seven feet tall people. Am I right? Yes, it's very important. Things you will never forget. What excites you beyond measure? If they call you right, right now, immediately after service, and they tell you that uh, somebody, sent, somebody has sent for you to come and receive 10 billion, you will never forget today and that day. The same thing when they break a very bad news, a loved one is there, you won't forget that day. Then when something scares you, if you get to the street now, you see some bandits or them and almost catch you, and then if you manage to escape, you will never forget. So you don't forget things that are unique. Things that are, are scary and then things that excite beyond measure. You don't forget any of those three things. Uniqueness is built on you can't scare people. <laughs> but you can do something unique. Now, nobody had done that before. So he kept coming to a spirit that started center on the island and he just didn't know how. So he began to pray. And a lady came to his office. He said it here, but I told me before to come and thank him for something and she bought a book and gave him you have to understand that god does not only speak in james english 
thou my son go to Egypt instead of Canada that doesn't the, the, the pace of the voice does not make it spiritual he can use something that does not look spiritual to communicate a divine truth to you he just opened that book and the page he saw was one a pastor said God told him, you know, I think from uh, maybe California to New York, which is about six hours or so, flying. And God told him, start a church there. And he said, okay, Lord, I will. So I will post a pastor. No, don't post a pastor. You preach on Saturday night here, you fly to come and preach on Sunday night in, your, in the other states. And God said, that's why I gave you a jet. You think I gave you a jet to be posting around? And he said, okay, dear Lord, yes, Lord. So every Saturday, we'll fly to California after preaching, he will fly six hours to another state to preach. And God said, I gave you jail for that reason. That was all Pastor what you read in that book. He just closed it. He understood straight away. I gave you a car to drive from Yaba to Ireland and to come back. That was Ireland's task. It was not an authoritative voice of the Holy Spirit. As he was praying, answer came and he recognized it. I pray for everybody watching me. When answers come to you, may you recognize them in Jesus' name. When you start praying about something and God chips in the answer in a unique way, may your eyes see those answers in Jesus' name. Amen. Say louder, amen. amen. Hallelujah. I just perceive in my spirit. When this service is over, God will start. Some of you, you have to adjust what you do. And that is the only way to experience a tremendous breakthrough. A little adjustment. And that adjustment, you, you know that there is more to what I'm doing. How do I go about it? Then God sends somebody who says something. And you're like, that is it. Or you just put on your TV, you'll see something. They're like, that is it. That is it. That's what I need to do. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. You know, you can change location and you can change your life. And I've seen that many times. It can change location and it changes your life. TDJs was pastoring 25 people for years. And he just moved from that place and moved to Dallas. I've been to the church in Dallas. The same message, the same TDJs, and they moved to 25,000. The same message. He was talking to her and he said that I will never, he said forever I'm grateful to God for the power of adjustments. I did not put in more effort. I just changed location. And our friend like that, the same thing, the same thing happened to some change location and lost their family and lost things. Some change location and as if the old world just opened up to them. Adjustments. You know, somebody was battling with his health one time. And all that the Spirit of God said to him was, I change your sleeping pattern. It will shock you how much God can deliver to you when we start following his voice. But it begins by pray. You must pray. You must pray seriously about that matter. hallelujah one of my friends she had a lump here and the lord just told her to stop eating certain food they were to schedule her for surgery and she stopped eating that thing and she went back some months with us but they couldn't find the lump again saying the she was crying and praying to god about the lump she thought god was going to heal her father is actually a pastor she thought god was going to heal her in the meeting god didn't heal her in the meeting but somewhere 
Charles and Francis Hunter were great healers, but he was always having sinus. Serious one. And he was gisting with a friend one day. And that one said that, uh, that one didn't even know she used to have because they are healing me, so they won't tell you when they were sick. We know pastors do that. Maybe there are pastors and men also. It, don't, it was, the friend was just talking. I said, ah, Charles, uh, Francis, I've read, I don't know whether you have read this, but I just saw one uh, 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 medical journal. And they said that uh, people have sinus, there's a connection between it and, and coffee. She didn't tell the guy anything. She just got to him and stopped taking coffee. And the thing disappeared. She shared it about 10 years after without saying, she, she used to have maybe about five times a year. For 10 years, not once. She prayed. So when you pray, the ground is soaked for petrol. With petrol. so for fire to come on it. If you don't pray, the information will pass. You won't know. You will think you just visited a friend. You just visited your father. Your father can tell you something. It will just pass. This is why when there is a sudden appearance, that's what the Bible says, I, I, maybe next week talking about, that's why the Bible says watch and pray. We don't only pray, we watch. Watch and pray. The pastor told me one story. They were about, they were less than 100 in that building in Yaba. And the mother came, the mother is a professor of medicine up to now in, in, in usage. She's 80 something. That time, she was still active. She was still a professor in usage, a professor of medicine. I think, I don't, I don't know whether it's a brain surgeon. So she just came to mark the exams of the medical students in like They brought us external examiner. And she came early to Lagos. She met all this. She just went to Yaba and sat at the back for evening service watching her son preach. And she didn't wait to the end of service. She just got up. At time was so she went to where they, they were waiting for her and she left. Next time she saw Pastor, she said, son, let me tell you something. He said, go on TV. Pastor said, he just said that this ugly can woman, I'm not, you don't understand spiritual things. And she said, no problem. She said, Mio, I'm not saying God spoke to Mio. I'm a Methodist. She said, but as I sat at the back that day, what I heard, what you were sharing, if you can have opportunity of sharing with more people, this church will be filled up. Pastor Boy, said that he rejected that thing for six years. It was six years after that cycle came back that somebody else told this time around he was praying and he picked it and they went to our channels and that was how conversation that just went to another level he said when he saw his mom he said you told me he said the mom said i told you six years ago that me i won't say god said, but when i sat there that it will call to me that what this boy is sharing if he can go on tv there was no facebook then if i can go on tv the whole world will hear what he's saying this is what the bible says when the bible says do not forget to entertain strangers Pay attention to unusual show-ups. I get what I'm saying. You didn't plan that your mom will come. You did not plan that your friend will hear this your friend right now. If when you woke up in the morning, you never expected it. But here you are, midday, and your friend is sitting down looking at you. And he says something. But you can only get it when you pray. See, watch and pray means that when you finish praying, you are still watching. That means your expectations are high. You are expecting that one way or the other, God will say something to me. So, in the morning, you are no more your news. You are working during the day, but your heart is still panting after the fact that there is an information I need from heaven. God is going to say something to me. God is going to say something to me. If you retain that attitude for a long time, God will not disappoint you. He will say it and you will recognize when he says it.
I see you making tremendous progress in your life. I see you growing in leaps and in bounds. The grace of God is on you. In Jesus' name. Is someone blessed this morning? Let's give our offering today. Blessed be your name, Lord Jesus. We worship you. We give you praise. We honor you. Jesus. If you already stand with me as we give. I want to say a big thank you to everybody that contributed one way or the other to the success of the conference. All of you that gave, God bless you mightily. All of you that served, God bless you mightily. From this moment, your speed will be unlimited. Where you have been walking, now you are flying. In the name of Jesus Christ, this earth will honor you. People of this world will honor you. In the name of Jesus Christ, favor is coming from your life. You are wearing a garment of favor. In Jesus' name. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you, are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. And from today, I belong to you. If you have said those words, we'll be late. You are born again. You are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you.